1: We at Eyes pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. Is this thing on? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Fatinize podcast. I'm your host Demi Lynch and welcome to another week where we discuss the issues and topics related to the world of being a fat bitch. We are here today with entrepreneur, model, Betty Otho. Hello, my dear. Thank you so much for coming on to the show.
2: Thank you for having me, Demi. Um, I think I can't help it as somebody who's a proud FAT. um, Can't, can't wait for the chat we're about to have. And hello, fellow, beautiful, fabulous FAT women out there.
1: Yes, I'm so happy to have you here because you have just been strutting your stuff and owning the gorgeous self that you are and so many runways and so many brands. And I'm so keen to have you here because you're also going to be here for the live show when we go to Melbourne Fashion Festival in early March. So that'll be exciting.
2: Yes, can't wait. Um, we'll be live and everybody will, I'm sure, be all over little area that we'll have in fashion week so yeah um if you didn't know about it uh where have you been uh you need to <laughs> you're there and and um be able to join our conversation live but this is gonna be a nice little taste style for everybody i guess demi
1: yeah this is like yeah a little intro a little yeah beginning of what we will be talking about more further in the live show yes of it for people that don't know your the incredible work you're doing right now in the plus size space and also with your entrepreneurial work as well I want to firstly talk about the amazing work you're doing in the fashion industry as a plus size model so you were part of the first ever curve edit runway at last year's fashion festival and you're yet again part of another incredible runway which is the fat runway Tell me what all that means to you. Because someone, as someone that is a Black, fat woman, what does all that mean to you? Finally seeing representation in the fashion industry, in the fashion world.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have to say, um, I've always known that everything about me is super fabulous in every way possible. So I think as someone who's gone around this world People questioning why I'm so confident. Um, I kind of have always loved style. I always turn up looking amazing. And I think one thing I've always noticed, people are like, wow, you're super confident. Like, it's always this underlying, like, why do you look good (laughs) type of comment? (laughs) Why are you so fashionable, Um, um, given your size and given how society sees you? And, you know, growing up in Australia, I didn't also help that not only were the representations that I saw um, not uh, the same um, race as me in any shape or form, but also not the same size as me. And if you think beauty standards and um, how we, uh, it's all based on where you're represented. I was represented nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was all my beautiful, size six, tall, skinny South Sudanese models who are gorgeous, by the way. But that doesn't mean that we are all the same and we all look the same. So even when I thought I was about to be represented, I wasn't. So to be represented in those spaces really came from me going Well, there's no one else like me Mm. (laughs) that I see that represents me. So I've always been this um, person who looks to break barriers. So I kind of see, I saw it as a challenge. or My challenge accepted. But it took me to leave Australia to go to London and see myself represented everywhere. Um, I don't know if anyone on this podcast has been to London, but you walk in and as a... You know, plus size black woman, um, you're represented everywhere. You're not like, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, wow, uh, these people think I'm beautiful. But not only are you represented everywhere, people walk up to you. I got scouted five times walking around in London by because yes. apparently I just looked like a striking, tall, curvy model to them, and they wanted me in their agency. So when I came back to Australia, I was like, well, damn, Australia why do i have to leave you to feel like i'm beautiful and you know what the, the um, that amazing feeling i felt walking into london and seeing myself represented in all these media images and campaigns i was well i was like well australia needs a bit of pizzazz and i'm like who better to do it than me who loves to break barriers i break barriers in every space i go into well, what's fashion let's add it to the list so I did that I went in I decided to represent myself to hopefully represent others because if you you have to sometimes be the change that you don't see so that's what I try to do and to then have the opportunity to then be in these um you know uh changing um uh first the first of uh, many firsts to come mm-hmm. such oh as- yeah the, the the curve edition runway through Bella management and I had just been signed by Bella and they got me straight in there and then to be in you know upcoming runways and also ones that aren't necessarily always been for plus size has been amazing it's been what I wanted to see but I wasn't seeing so I forced myself to be in those um, uh, uh, amazing positions and hoping to just see more of it so it feels amazing I mean awesome. it really does
1: <laughs> that's awesome I love that so much and what you say about London is so incredibly true like people think that Oh, Australia, we're slowly getting more progressive. Or you know, you you hear the conservatives say we're becoming so woke. It's actually no, Australia is actually so bar, far behind oh, yeah. when it comes yeah, to representation. It is shocking. So, yeah.
2: oh, it's yeah. I we really need to be- to do better. And I don't know who we're comparing ourselves to. I think it's because we're so multicultural that you're like yeah but no one actually talks about like how that's actually represented through um the different um you know the different things that make up a country and I think Australia's really missing out it's only tap starting to tap into scraping scraping Mm -hmm. and people um uh, uh need to really just push the fact that it's really not good enough just keep it going you're only scraping the surface Australia and you haven't harnessed the amazing diversity in every shape, form, and size um, that is within your capability to do so. So, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Yeah. We're literally just scraping, like, the touch of the surface of, like, (laughs) some incredible communities in Australia, particularly marginalised communities and people of colour, like, that need their representation and need to be, like, at the top, at the forefront, Particularly the media, which is just full of skinny white people all the time. Yeah. (laughs)
2: For sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? No one is saying one is better than the other. Mm. We're just saying by representing us, you're not going to lose out on not representing others. Like representation for me matters because we're not saying replace us with who you have there because they're beautiful too mm-hmm. um we're saying we're beautiful too and um we want you to use social media for good not to make people feel excluded different we, we already live in a world that people feel that way use social media for good and it'll yeah. be good for so many people around you think about you know your bestie your sister who doesn't want to feel included and loved and we haven't always felt that way and we and we definitely have to really fight our own confidence I mean people say how did you become so confident I said it's because damn it's a lot of work <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, I, if I look at where you look for confidence media sometimes men sometimes you know um, uh, your partner or whatever it is really you're holding on to the little <laughs> confidence that you can build as a plus size um you know in my case black woman as well so there's so many intersectionalities that really tells you if I look at social if social media was my only place to look for confidence demi, God, I would be not where I am now. I really have <laughs> to quite internally and find and and stick to my own beliefs and what i know is that damn i look good and damn when i put on an outfit everyone compliments me skinny big when you look good you look good
1: <laughs> yes yes love that yes <laughs> so when that you did start in the modeling scene in australia like after you came back from london and you're just like damn i am a hot bitch bitch i can i've been scouted by five people just by when i've just been going to london like i deserve to be on the runways in australia because we are so behind and we're still very conservative and we just seem to all be about skinny white people at, at the forefront of everything. What was it then like tr- trying to insert yourself into Australia's fashion industry? Like, you know, I, I know you are with Bella, Bella management right now, who's just absolutely amazing. They do so much for plus size people. And what was it like trying at the very beginning though, like, you know, trying to find representation, trying to find people that have clothes that cater mm. to plus size people what was that like at the beginning
2: yeah i would say timing is everything i came back to australia perfect timing when australia decided to start being woke but i was discovered by um you know approaching people agency and people agency have this amazing match mantra where when um i uh put up an instagram and just went looking for agencies they said yeah come straight away I met um, Ajineska who is the founder there and essentially she said we love your look and that's it and I said like, oh okay so I'm like you know would you put me in the plus size uh, size and she's like no you're just a fashion model like oh, and-, love that. and because they don't do categorizations mm. and I I have to really do a shout out to people management because that's where I started mm. um I started because um Essentially, what would happen is I would get put into the same shortlist. Uh, when a client asks for anything, um, I'm looking for models. Um, and, you know, she would just put me straight in there and just be like, "If they like you, they like you." And I think starting off that way really helped. And when I did meet clients, obviously, you know, I, my first ever runway, I opened the show because the stylist fell in love, and he's like, "Hey." I don't know if you've done runway before, but you're opening my show. You know, shout out to <laughs> yes. I, I he knows who he is. But essentially, you know, some of the things that I have come up, the barriers that I've come up against is, you know, amazing to be just thrown in those spaces. Mm-hmm. But some of those spaces were asking for me, and I've just kind of been thrown in there, and somebody's gone, ooh, different is good, and they've brought me on. I think, like with everything, when you're trying to be more inclusive. It's not end to end. So you may want something different. So you bring me on board and you want me to model, but then it doesn't feed through. You haven't really looked at your sizing Mm -hmm. or you put me into something that is way too big for me because you saw my size as a big size. So you didn't really think about how that complements my body. So I've been in campaigns where they just chuck chuck me into the big size and I don't feel beautiful because if you do look at, us plus size women we know how to dress these sexy bodies that we have yep. and we love to accentuate our curves but these fashion uh, again it's this whole element of i want difference without looking at what difference looks like so it's half half assed <laughs> very uh, half us mm-hmm. um so i've come up against that for sure demi and then there's also been the scenarios where people are like oh my god was you know um Uh, we're so happy to have you and we've created this specially for you. But again, half asked, why would you have to create an outfit for me? Do you not sell my size? Number one, there's nothing special about you creating me an outfit if you don't sell it in your stores. Mm -hmm. So don't feel special or think that I should feel special for, I don't. If anything, you look like an idiot. Um, (laughs) And false advertising. So... I have definitely come up against that and and kind of looked and just given this face like half asked again. You don't sell my size but you want to debut a plus-size black woman and create something for her when you, and then you're giving my the people I'm trying to represent false advertisement of who you really are cuz you don't actually have the sizes. So, yes. <laughs> what i have seen is everybody wants to jump on the diversity bandwagon because they feel like they have to and like i see in in the work i do with diversity and inclusion with um organizations and corporates it's half us you want the diversity because you think it's now a need and a want to have but you don't understand how to cater for it fully it's the same with um you know models with disability that i've seen come on the runway they haven't thought about how um, you know a person with disability who all who is um, um, uh, uh, in a wheelchair or anything like that how will they do? and I've seen them be frustrated and, and a shout out to them who have to face even more barriers within this fashion industry but I've seen how it hasn't been thought out well from the beginning to the top of what it means to have a person who's different to what you've always cared for it, it, just by having them is not enough mm-hmm. <laughs> Think of- their experiences ask them make sure they're comfortable and make sure you're not trying to make them fit into a mold make mm-hmm. sure you're celebrating what they're about their beautiful bodies and creating outfits for them that are stylish number one mm-hmm. <laughs> make them stylish because and nobody trying to cover all these curves honey
1: yes i hate the assumption with some brands they just think like oh because you're fat you want to cover all your arms you want to cover your belly you want to cover your thighs and it's just like no i want to show that shit off yeah (laughs) and i get a thousand percent what you mean with brands just half assing it that's why i think it's so important that brands instead of just like making it making yourself look look woke just so you can be on the bandwagon of woke woke, wokenness or whatever have someone in your team and actually collaborate with you and get their opinions get their thoughts work with them like people like an example i've been using a lot lately is with dangerfield they collaborated with jamie nicole and i even caught out dangerfield because they basically what happened was they took away their plus size and then they put it and they took away their plus sizes which caused a lot of chaos and a lot of uh, on social media but then they brought a plus size person in and collaborated with them so then they can properly cater the plus size community so it's just like that's what businesses and brands need to do like actually put in the effort put in the time and also pay the plus size people place pay the marginalized communities for giving you that time and energy
2: or demi because Mm -hmm. we're being more vulnerable we are making it work you know you're not doing us a favor so i've you know i speak to my agency about saying no to brands that don't align to my values my values about inclusion Mm -hmm. so if that if i can see that brand wants me there's an element of tokenism is huge huge in the fashion industry oh betty's a triple whammy she's plus size and she's dark skin bring her in (laughs) and then when i look at all of your um, staff you don't hire any plus size staff you don't have any people of color working for you and your market is purely for white women mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also sometimes for skinny white women how it, like it's mind-boggling you're not doing anyone a favor please do not hire me if that's you. (laughs) I I don't need it as well. People Mm. also don't understand that I, although I'm a fashion model and I'm fabulous and I will come and I will work Us fashion models plus size ones also are like any other fashion model. We turn it on when we need to, we come and work and we make and sell your brand. It's not a coincidence that when I put on an outfit and I'm in front of fashion festival. I am the cover because I will wear the shit out of anything you give me. Yes, and I, will...
1: <laughs> so
2: I love it. My confidence, they can see it. That's what people will buy. So don't get it twisted. You're not doing me a favor by having me there. I'd rather you not have me there. Do the full work and really be about who you say you're about and don't ever think that you're doing us fashion models like we are just we know how to work we will walk on your runway and work that outfit but make sure it looks good on us like mm-hmm. I have favorite stylists in runways because I'm a plus size model I'm a bit more sweaty I can't wear those skinny heels but I will always be remembered on the runway if you give me and listen to to what I need because you're not just bringing me in there to not be comfortable be wearing something that is just extra you haven't thought about how am I selling your clothes don't you want that new market mm-hmm. don't you want to make more money <laughs> so yeah I can I can talk about this all day Demi because it's I legit
1: love it I yes <laughs> I love it. I love your passion and attitude for it. I have to say, it's just literally like, oh, what's the phrase? It's just like, I give no, I'm not going to deal with any shit. Like, no, we don't have, we do not have time and
2: energy for this. And I love it. For me, I'm not one of those drama. I'll always communicate what I need because you haven't had models like me around. So I'll communicate it always in a respectful way, where I'm here to work and just like employee benefits and you go into work and you tell your manager what you need to help you be successful in the workplace, I will also communicate in a respectful, <laughs> clear I'm not a model with any attitude, if anything, anyone who's ever worked with me falls in love with me because I have, for me, workplace is about respect. Me turning up in the runway fashion um, campaign, I will always come in respect, but I will also state and want you to also be trying to learn and be better and that's mm-hmm. how we will make real change happen yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah No, i love that it's definitely it's a it's a two way it's a two way street like you know they have to respect you as a model and what you represent and yeah and you you will do the same for them and you will help them sell period. their shit yep absolutely period. yes <laughs> <laughs>
2: period, yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah and i and i see why you also start like have also gone down the entrepreneurial route because you've got your company as well div tau which literally does what you're so passionate about which is talking to businesses and being like hey maybe get some representation in there tell <laughs> t- tell the li- tell the listeners give them a better explanation cuz my explanation was not the best <laughs> but tell the <laughs> listeners why how did that come about then because you're already also time as well how did you manage to have time to do that because you you have really put yourself in the fashion industry in Australia and have just done so amazing how did the company of yours DivTao how did
2: that come about
1: while you're in yeah
2: well I am a fashion model second (laughs) even more casually I am uh, if you ask me who I am I would say I wear three hats so I am um, a nine to five HR manager um, and I uh, work for the um, uh, for work in government <laughs> in, in the commission. Do you? Um, oh my God. Yeah. Girl, my ex- how do you have time? <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I have to balance out all the things I I, I I love by, you know, utilizing my, you know, in, uh, entitlements and taking a day off. If I think the shoot is worth it, I always try to look for weekend shoots or, you know, do uh, take half days if I need to, or look at compressed working, but trying to just balance out my life. Um, mm. So I, I, I am, I've always been a HR person. So I'm a HR professional with over um, 10 years of HR experience. Um, and then secondly, I am the co-founder of an online job platform called DivTAL, stands for Diverse Talent. And that essentially was born out of my own experiences of not being able to f- get into the um, corporate world and find my HR role, um, because uh, difference was not really seen as <laughs> a way into corporate spaces when I tried to get in after graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did get in, I only got in through a diversity program and always kind of vouched that, why does it have to be that way? Um, once I am a seasoned HR professional, I'm gonna try and change things. So um, that's what I've done with my co-founder, Lorna, who's another South Sudanese woman, beautiful woman, who also is a HR practitioner. And we met and created DivTal. It's all about exactly what I we were talking about today, going into these organizations and um, these monumental decision-making <laughs> organizations to say, hey, maybe your decision-making needs a bit of representation and diversity so it's not so shit <laughs> <laughs> essentially and that's what you know um uh is all about it's all about helping organizations mostly corporate organizations where the decisions are made you know to look at diversifying their teams in head office in corporate roles so then you can create new markets You can create new products. You can have a, you know, reach your bottom line and really also allow a lot of diverse candidates get into careers that they haven't always been represented in. I've always been that person in those rooms and there's usually only me um, through my HR career. And I want to change that because it's not nice being the only one there. It's cool because everyone remembers you. But it ain't that cool because <laughs> <laughs> everyone always remembers you. I may not remember who you are, but you'll always remember me. What are the benefits of being the tall plus size girl in those corporate spaces, but it needs to change. And that's what I love to do. And that's my bread and butter and my passion. And I've just bought into the fashion industry because I love fashion. And also, um, I also want to break barriers in uh, the fashion industry it's not nice being a model coming in to your campaigns and seeing that not one of your di- uh, one of your staff members look like me or your clients look like me so it's a big call out to the fashion industry if you want to also <laughs> be looking at changing your team so you can create better campaigns better markets um, uh, uh, you know, uh, acquire new market segments because fifty-one percent of the Australian um, uh, population is now, oh, bo- uh, one has one parent born overseas. Mm-hmm. Still, so if you're interested in, and and you know what, I mean, the fashion industry is exclusive, Demi. It is so exclusive, really? and you know uh... how. It, It's exclusive because you've got your famous photographers you've got your famous creative directors and they're the ones managing a lot of these campaigns and it's fantastic because they do a fantastic job it's not about that it's about diversifying that pool so you have a wider segment because you know groupthink is a real thing and it's not a coincidence that all the creative people live in the same spaces I hang out in the same spaces and have similar thinking. Like, um, let's bring in the people who aren't the creative directors. I love the the representation of LGBTQIS. Uh, um uh, uh sorry, LGBTQI plus um within the industry and women love it, but always ask yourself who's not in those rooms and that needs to be. When you walk around Australia, it's not only those two groups. We need first, more First Nations people in those spaces. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the ones in those spaces and also people of color. I know so many young multicultural creatives who are, if you go to London, they are the groundbreaking cultural change-making um, people in London. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they are all around Australia, and they are the new Gen Z market who love and are creatives. Start hiring them, fashion industry. Start changing the Australian fashion um uh, world uh, because they're just waiting. They all of them are all entrepreneurs. None of them are in these spaces. They all create their own businesses and just do it within their own community. That's not good enough. We need them out in it where you know there's a wider change impact and really change um, uh, uh, and create just more diversity in one of the most diverse spaces and industries that you can think of, mm-hmm. but it's not. So I love what I do um, and it's all, if you think about it, it's all kind of aligned, isn't it, Demi? Like I it love- It does, drag-
1: it really <laughs> aligns drag- so well it's kind of like what you do right now it was like you were ma- it sounds weird you were like made to do it because you start off with HR and then yeah modeling and your agency and your company like it just all aligns so well which is just it's so it's so great what you're doing and I love and I love so much dude, you're just like you're yeah, not afraid to call out the bullshit call out the tokenism I think because yeah Australia is just so far behind so I any any businesses any any businesses especially people in the corporate world like really tune in listen to this like tokenism crap we we can see it we could see when you're just being just doing it just for you know just to look good like we we can see it like put the effort in
2: Mm -hmm. yeah sorry (laughs) 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 Sorry, Uh. sorry sorry, but this is giving token tokenism and it ain't cute
1: So another topic that I wanted to talk to you about, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling that you are also going to be partially invested in this topic as well. And it is about the body positivity movement and how it has seemed to be hijacked by skinny white women, even though the whole point of it, it was created for particularly black trans women and also for other marginalized com- communities disabled people fat people the lgbtq plus communities immigrants like as someone that is a black plus size woman what are your thoughts because all over tiktok all over instagram and all the socials when you see the hashtag body positive it always seems to be skinny white bitches <laughs> <laughs> what are your Beans. thoughts
2: yeah, I, I, my thoughts on the body positivity movement. I really think it's about building confidence. Where we exactly goes back to where I looked for confidence, um, Demi. When I when I I started um, with this uh, conversation, I kind of said I had nowhere to look for confidence because mm. all the channels where you look for confidence, like social media or you know what people think and all of that, came. You know, from people going, you don't fit in this box. So mm. I really think that movement was started because of that exact same reason. When you have nowhere to look, to you create your own movement, you create your own spaces, you create your own table, um, and that table is never to take away from anybody else. I always, I, I'm quite, I'm qu- I'm quite optimistic mm-hmm. about, um, you know really trying to create awareness about uh it's not that we don't want to share the table it's that we've never had our own table so let us have it (laughs) and we're not (laughs) taking away from your story because your story matters too and body positivity doesn't mean that we don't have body uh, positivity towards your body Mm. that is different to ours it just means that no one has ever been positive about our body. <laughs> so I always say that I try to educate and say, when I talk about this, I'm just trying to get my story out there because it hasn't always been heard yeah. and it's been its own struggle, but I'm not taking away from yours. So that's mm. what I'd like to say, the posi- body positivity movement. Um, I think let's, uh, Let's educate more of where it's coming from and find a sense of purpose, um, uh and and understanding and education.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think just inform people about the history of the body positive movement and understand that there's intersectionalities within it. And but I do like I do like what you say though. Like, yeah, don't just you don't just take inspiration from social media for your confidence. I do like that because I think I've done that a bit too much and as you can sense my bit of inner rage here because I I don't yeah you're you're being you're being positive here whereas I'm like I got inner rage because I just like yeah I just see on social media I just keep seeing these thin people who have bodies that are welcome in society who don't get judged at the doctors who can fit in an airplane who can buy Mm. clothes buy clothes at a shopping center and I just see them you know I don't know pulling at their skin and saying like, oh, I'm fat or something like that. And then they get given like these jobs and that are they yeah, they get given these jobs that are all about yeah. body positivity or you represent this body positivity thing. And it just, yeah. I need your attitude because your attitude is much better. <laughs> you're, you're just like, stop using social media for your inspiration for
2: confidence. Whereas me, I'm still t- stuck in that little so, bubble. Social media does need to do better than me. So I understand where your frustrations coming from for sure, because they should be looking to create more positive stories and having more diverse faces and more representation of, um, you know, difference. Uh, yeah doesn't mean that non-difference is bad um it's not different when it's what you've always seen Mm. and I think you know anyone who's out there listening to this it's an educational piece sometimes you've gone through your own struggles and you've been told by telling somebody else who's different that you're better than them that that's the way to go because it makes you feel better about yourself Mm. it's not a fight we're all in it together we all come into this world and We've all had our journeys of being told we're different. Like I believe there's an element of all of us, whether you have intersectionalities or not, that we've all felt different at some point of time. Go felt fat at some point of time and been made feel feel bad about it. Whether, you know, and I think that's where we need to come together and remember that feeling, right? And yeah. then be like, well, if I felt like that at that moment and time, how does this person feel? most of their lives <laughs> <laughs> from a place of empathy because uh, i'm all about aligning purpose and yeah. empathy and that's the way forward it's not us versus you and it's only a movement because we want to be heard like any other movement but it's not to take away from anybody if anything be an ally you know step back and see where it's coming from and your story matters too but how do we come together from a place of empathy? Yeah,
1: I love that. You're a literal like a walking TED talk. I love it, <laughs> <laughs> honey. Yes, you need your you need your, I I understand everything you're doing right now. Like you need a podcast. You need like
2: done. Demi's gonna get me a podcast. Yes, you know first, and that's it. But yeah, no, thank you, Demi. Mm-hmm. The truth is, I love conversations like this because communication and Creating awareness is what will get us to a better place of understanding. So yeah. thank you for providing me the platform, and thank you for having the platform. So you're definitely a part <laughs> <of> you. <laughs>
1: so. While I have you here, even though I know we could talk about all these issues for a very, very long time. Although, listeners, if you want more of this, make sure you then get some tickets for the live show in a couple of weeks. Yes you are also going to be at melbourne fashion festival for the fat runway and we got a little preview of that at the big thick energy event last weekend <laughs> uh please please tell me about the event i am so jealous. i'm so jealous that i could not be there it looked flipping amazing
2: it what you was all did. so much fun. Oh, fun demi there we definitely had a full audience and um, the stage and the room was filled with FAT energy. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. The It was just a little snippet, a little mm-hmm. sprinkle, um, of the fabulosity that is about to happen on the actual, um, runway day. Uh, so yeah, uh, it was such a good day. The weather came out for us, um, and, uh, the audience, felt the energy and yeah we killed that stage what can i say there um there's some amazing designers there amazing amazing outfits so check out the fat instagram page to just get to make you feel like you were there but you could probably feel the energy through your screen if you have a look at some of the videos yeah and
1: oh yeah We have
2: a ticket jump on um the fashion festival um, uh, links and make sure you grab yourself a ticket. It's going to be in Footscray Arts Centre, mm-hmm. Arts Community Centre. And um, it is, I'm pretty sure, uh, remind me of the day.
1: Saturday, the 4th of March. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, and it will be in the evening, but then the early afternoon will be our live show. So, you know, you get like a beautiful... Fat filled afternoon in Melbourne, like what could be better than that? You yeah. want to be
2: full, and you know, <laughs> full of energy. Yeah, so come in for so your puppet can be filled <laughs> yes. with energy. Um, uh, that Saturday, so you know, I think it's you've already literally just um outlined somebody's day. I think, mm-hmm. Demi.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a day of it. Grab your friends and come along to it. Like it's gonna be oh so so good and just the photos that i saw of the runway it's literally the opposite of what you were talking about earlier on of like what some of the brands do that when they obviously don't properly cater to fat people like the clothes that the people are wearing they're not just covering the whole bodies they actually fit the bodies they're showing off some skin they're yep. different like
2: oh it's just Fun. Go- i know- gorgeous fashion and um I've got some apps, sexy outfits so that I'll be wearing. Yeah. Um it will fell out in a minute after <laughs> I walk the demi, you better believe it. Um, but yes, come check out the amazing, amazing designers and outfits and make sure that debit card is feeling <laughs> ready to be spent. But yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And speaking of outfits, like most importantly. It's a fashion festival, baby. So get those outfits ready uh, because there's photographers left, right and center. And that's a chance for you also, somebody who's um coming and watching the event to, you know, show us your FAT energy too and the um sexy outfit, fabulous, stylish outfit that you're going to get um, snapped in. So, you know, get those outfits ready, ladies. I know that's mm-hmm. the first of- <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Um. During the Melbourne Fashion Festival, but particularly on that, I'm just going to call it Fat Saturday. Particularly on that Fat Saturday, I'm going to be scoping around the place, and I'm going to be talking to some people, getting some photos, seeing what fabulous fat fashion there is. So yes, hopefully I will all see you listeners there. But as we conclude today's podcast episode, which I'm sad we have to conclude it soon every single every single week with my guests we share our fave fat friendly find of the week which is brands businesses that actually properly cater to the plus size community so my dear betty what is your fave fat friendly find of the week
2: well actually like i had to think about this and I'm trying to think of what I found. I mean, I shop and, and this is where, here's the thing. I have something to say about friendly find of the week because mm-hmm. it's a little bit tricky, right? Because um, we go out looking for su- sustainable fashion, right? But mm-hmm. it's so hard to find as a plus size person. Oh, that's a whole so,
1: other conversation, it honey. Is. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean... I tend to find most of my outfits, little tricks. When I'm going out for a sexy night out, I'm definitely a pretty little thing girl. They cater to our bodies like a glove. They make us feel sexy and fabulous. And in terms of like everyday wear, you'd find me like on um mostly, you know, ASOS. We love us a good ASOS. Again, fast fashion. Give us some high-end fashion because I got money to spend but recently probably my find of the week was um I got um I don't know if you know uh R-A-Q rack they've got swimsuits
1: oh oh yes I'm well aware their campaigns their photos their swimwear oh they've been on my list
2: for a while yes ladies that, Mm -hmm. that I got um sent some swimsuits from Rack. And you know what? Yes, it's giving. <laughs> it yes! gives color, It gives fits my boobs. It yes. gives high-waisted with a little booty pop. It's it's giving. It's giving everything that we ever need to have ever been given, which is all that body. Um, so yes, R A Q, Rack. Um, look look them up, swimsuits. I know summer's ending, but it's, it's summer every day, really. You can just be. If I were you, I'd just put it on and walk past. in a <laughs> or going yes. to go go uh, do a spa day and chuck on like a cute white linen shirt or no shirt, whatever you feel like. Really, you could even wear the um um. I may even wear the top as just like um uh, like a like a top like the actual um yeah
1: like a cute little yes. crop top and stuff yes. yes. yes
2: yep that's how how much it's giving so that's my find and check it out check it out yeah
1: oh they have been on my list for so so long and and it's actually expensive and worth it
2: because we will pay for quality don't ever Mm get it who don't cater for us we will pay for quality (laughs) yeah
1: absolutely yes I would have to say my fey fat friendly find of the week I did collaborate with this brand but I genuinely adore them and love them I've worked with them for so long and it's modi body they have created this period underwear collection that is catered for all genders and it's just Mm -hmm. just how they've created this line of non-gendered period underwear is just so beautiful and it's literally what we've been talking about like they've clearly have been working with people from the queer community into creating products that's actually catered to them and not just you know chucking on a rainbow just for shits and giggles because it's pride like i just i get so pissed off with that like as we've been saying like when people just you know do tokenism with uh, with black people or with plus size people i see this so often with brands they just do tokenism of chuckie on a flag when it's pride month and
2: <laughs> oh god done
1: just be better be better Yes, be better. Anyone can do a rainbow. Anyone can do a rainbow. Who cares? But yeah, it's just so great to see that they actually clearly collaborated with the queer community because with the non-gender collection, like um, I have the long line shorts and it has an option so you can add packing to it. So if you're a trans oh, wow. or a non, if you're a trans or a non-binary person, yeah. that's just everything. That's everything. Yeah. You're wow. Just, oh, I just. You do, it
2: right. you do it right. Yeah
1: yeah exactly if you gotta do it do it right and it's also size inclusive <laughs> which is amazing because yeah of course. trans people and non-binary people come in all shapes and sizes so of course it's still important to be size inclusive so,
2: amazing shout yeah. out to them yeah really really really
1: do appreciate it like i know i've been sponsored by them before but this is just from a business perspective and also as a queer woman myself like just seeing them actually do the job right because they just want to not and obviously from a business perspective it's great but of also as well they want to properly cater to the audience and cater to potential customers from the queer community it's just oh it just gives me a little bit of
2: hope which is nice it gives me hope yep. <laughs> it's underrepresented, <laughs> it's underrepresented mm-hmm. and if you want to do it right you're doing it right and shout out to you for doing it right
1: Yeah, absolutely well <laughs> Thank you so much, Betty, for coming onto the podcast. I'm very keen to chat with you again at our live show coming up in a couple of weeks. Listeners, if you need more details, head on over to the show notes and also check out Betty in the upcoming Runaway shows. The
2: Urban Oasis show, um, as well as the FAT show. So, yes. and- Actually, just walking around because um I'm literally looking at my calendar and there's so many places I w- um so many events I want to go to as part of fashion festival so oh. yeah it's hard work people get in there look at your calendars and see which one you're going to make it to but also outfits yes fabulous. yes we can't wait to see you for mm-hmm. sure yeah <laughs> There's just going to be
1: so, I'm just, I'm just so excited. And this is my first trip to Melbourne as well. So I'm just oh so no! keen. I'm so keen to see well, like the Melbourne fashion, the Melbourne scene. It's just going to be so I, great.
2: I mean, us Melbournians, we just bring it all. Yeah. You- <laughs> get ready the, yes. you're gonna be by so, so much fabulousness that it's going to need it's going to take a minute
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so, already I'm like already telling my partner I'm just like can we move to Melbourne and I haven't even been there yet and I'm just like I know this is
2: going to be my place this is going to be my place yeah <laughs> but yes fashion festival yes. and thank you so much Demi for having me and keep up the great work um with your podcast and hopefully i can be on here one day again soon but yes
1: oh honey oh yeah you'll come after the live show you're definitely coming on the podcast again i've we have <laughs> much much more to discuss but thank you so much listeners for tuning into today's episode as we said if you want more information about the melbourne fashion festival head on over to the show notes give betty a follow on social media if you want more fashion if you want more gorgeous face poses and modeling head on over to our instagram and yes thank you all for listening to today's podcast if you enjoyed it please give us a rating a review we appreciate all the support i will see you all next week bye Bye. <laughs> we at fat pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the meandian land this land is and always will be aboriginal land